0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined by my very committed co-host who is recording this whilst he's on holiday. It's Tom Walker. Hello
1: guys. Yeah, apologies if the audio is not uh, as up to scratch as usual and apologies for missing last week. So with it being international weekend and just league one and two decided to knock it on their head, but couldn't resist coming back for a full slate.
0: Yes, yes. So international break is pretty much over. We're recording on Tuesday. Uh, we've still got, what, one England game and a few other games left. But yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the normal domestic fixtures resume. So what we're going to do today, we're going to look through the Premier League games. We're going to look through the Championship games, League 1 and League 2, as ever, picking out our best bets of the weekend that will wrap them all up nicely as usual in bomb proof trebles. Um I don't think there's any point recapping the last bomb proof trebles we did, which was what, kind of two weeks ish ago now?
1: No. No. Uh happy to put everything behind us. I mean, it wasn't awful, you know, we we came relatively close.
0: Mine was just one Newport County goal away from uh from winning. So close, but no cigar. Hopefully, we'll go on better this this week. But let's kick off, shall we? Without any further ado, with the Premier League on Saturday, uh, and it starts off with Palace against Spurs as the twelve thirty kickoff. Uh, Palace ten to three, the draw thirteen to five, and Tottenham five to six favorites. Now, Tom Walker, can Tottenham make it four wins out of four? Yes, they can. What do you think, Tom Pipkin? They can, yeah. Um, I'm a bit hesitant to to back them. I think there's better things out there this weekend. But if they won, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: The the price is obviously not the most enticing. I think value for money wise, you're definitely better off looking elsewhere. And Crystal Palace are one of those teams, aren't they? They're, they're a sticky side. They're shown, you know, with that two two draw away at West Ham. Uh, they're, they're one of those sides, aren't they, that can cause issues for any team. But Tottenham so far, although they have had a relatively easy start besides that Man City game, um, I think with the return of Kane coming back to form, obviously scored a goal against Andorra uh, and with another international to come, you know, I, I fancy them at five to six.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, Arsenal and Norwich then are the first of the three o'clocks. Arsenal priced at one to two. The draw 16-5 and Norwich 11-2. I don't want to keep compounding the misery for for Arsenal fans, but this is 19th playing 20th. Uh, Arsenal currently uh, nine goals conceded, no goals scored. The form they're in, I know Norwich haven't won a game either. They've lost all three of their games conceding 10, but I just cannot go for Arsenal at 1-2 at the form they're in. I'm actually more inclined to look at both teams to score the price of that is four to 4-5, and that's just on the basis that both of these defences have been been pretty leaky. Um, Norwich have lost against Liverpool and Man City 5-0 and 3-0, respectively, and lost to Leicester 2-1. And obviously, we can forgive those City and Liverpool results. I think I'm much more interested in the Leicester result, where they put up a good, a decent performance getting on the score sheet. And Arsenal, yeah, 2-0, 2-0 and 5-0 losses so far, and it's not good.
1: No, it's not clean sheet. No, for Arsenal, is four to seven, and I think although that's not the best price you will ever see, that pretty much summarizes everything that's going on at Arsenal at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, result wise, I'm not going to touch it. Do you fancy a Norwich outsider win or anything, or do you reckon? Uh, I mean, why player? not?
1: I mean, eleven to two. Norwich have had a really tough start. They haven't overly impressed by i think that is being unbelievably harsh and at 11 to 2 i mean why not just keep pounding on the misery to be honest with you eventually it will stop and arsenal will climb the table but you know if you're in, if you're one of those people that likes to ride the wave then yeah 11 to 2 might be worth it
0: yep okay brentford against brighton then is next 17 to 10 for brentford 11 to 5 for the draw and 17-10 to 10 again for Brighton. Uh, the bookies can't split them. I can't split them. Uh, I am well and truly in the camp of no bet on this one. I think it'll be a, a very interesting game. You know, two very interesting teams in terms of style, philosophy, the way the clubs are run. Uh, but in terms of the football and on the, on the pitch, until the, in terms of the result, I just don't know where it's going to go.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with you, mate. I can't wait to watch this game. Um, and I think, you know, that opening sentence pretty much summarises where I'm at from a betting perspective. Two teams that I'm really intrigued about this season from an entertainment perspective. Um, I expect I expect Brighton to finish in the top 12, I would say, this season. Mm-hmm. And Brentford look like they have the equipment to try and stay up. Uh, I think both teams have scored, Tom, 21 to 20. Is a really good shout. Uh, I think Brentford will go after Brighton, and Brighton, so far, touch wood for Seagulls fans, seem to have turned around that XG uh, calamity of last season. Mm.
0: Yeah, I could see that A good price that is for both teams to score. Yeah, Leicester Man City then is up next. Five to one for Leicester, three to one for the draw, and eight to fifteen for Man City. Uh, Man City coming off the back of two consecutive five 0 wins. One against Arsenal, one against Norwich. I think they're a pretty decent value, 8-15. to I think there's not too many occasions this season. Obviously, when Man City go away to your Chelsea's, Man United's and Liverpool's, you probably get a similar price for Man City. But, you know, 8-15 to away to a side like Leicester, I think is a decent price. You know, Leicester have been pretty hit and miss. Uh, beat Wolves 1-0 beat Norwich 2-1 with a fairly late goal in that one and then just collapsed and lost 4-1 against West Ham. So, they're conceding. Um, and I think Man City, who are, as I say, off the back of 2 5 no wins, can take advantage of that.
1: Totally agree, mate. Um, I'm, I'm a bit worried about Leicester at the back. Um, that kind of Soyun-Chu-Fafana-Evans uh, trio uh, hasn't really uh started together as of yet soyuncu has had a really really tough start to the season and i think the last thing he needs is mares sterling Grealish, jesus etc etc coming to town but unfortunately he does not make the fixture list tom and that is exactly what's happening Eight i'm all in on man city
0: Alright then, next then, Manchester United against Newcastle. Manchester United, the shortest price of the weekend in the Premier League. They're 1-6, the draws 13-2 and Newcastle, big outsiders at 14-1 as you'd expect. Uh, Potentially, Cristiano Ronaldo's first game back at Manchester United. Uh, It's not confirmed whether he'll play or not because he's not had much of a uh, much time to train with the club, but uh, he's four to eleven. Anytime goal scorer in this game, Lovely which is out. which is very short, isn't it? Jesus Christ, that's tight. Um, that was something I looked at and thought, you know, if he does play, maybe it's a good shot. But at four to eleven, I'm not going absolutely anywhere near it. I I fully expect Manu to win. One interesting historical thing I've been looking at, which uh, you may like the look of. Manchester United to win and both teams to score. Uh, that's 13-8. to eight. Reason being, I appreciate Newcastle haven't been particularly good so far this season. But in this fixture at Old Trafford, let me give you the last four results. Um, so you've got 4-1, 3-2, 4-1, 3-1. So it tends to be Manchester United win and it's an entertaining game. Right. Okay,
1: I I hear you, but I'm I'm feeling cricket score, to be honest with you. Obviously, I know they're polar opposites in terms of expectations and budgets, etc. But, you know, you've got United who have really gone after it um, this season. I personally think the only thing missing from them having a title challenge is a consistent goalkeeper and a more tactical in that manager. Uh, sorry, a more tactically adaptable manager, and then you got Newcastle who have bought in Joe Willett, which is a good signing, and it's pretty much it. A uh, couple out the door, still got Brucey. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, United for me. Uh, obviously, the price, as you mentioned, Tom, is not great, but for them to score over two goals, for United to score over two goals, is five to six. I think that's a good nugget of value in a tight price, as you said, um, for what I think would be a little bit of a cricket score.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a good spot, that is. I like it because there's not much else floating around for that game in terms of value. No. Uh, right, the next three o'clock is Southampton against West Ham. Southampton are 2-1. to one. The draw is 12-5 to five and West Ham are 11-8 to eight for the win. I don't know about you, but I kind of look at this game, or generally when whenever West Ham are involved in any game at the moment, I just think goals.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all in for that. Joe you know what I thought Southampton were no, not dead, but you know, I was uh I was quite a, pre-season I predicted them to go down, I think, and I was quite smug with myself after first week or two. But obviously they picked up a little bit uh, including an 8-0 win in the Carabao Cup, but not totally interested in that. So that's scuppered my thinking somewhat, but I still think I'm in all on the irons, Tom. Uh, obviously, we're going back to last season a little bit, but they haven't lost any of their last 10 away matches. Of course, there's a couple of draws lobbed in there. Um, no shying away from that. 11-8, to eight, I am interested. I have one nugget of news uh, for those of you that don't follow the CONCACAF work Cup qualifying, which is probably pretty much everyone. Uh, Michael Antonio doubtful hamstring injury uh, on his Jamaica debut. So that obviously has been one of the stars of the season so far. Um, so that is something to look out for. Eleven to eight, I do like the look of West Ham.
0: Wow. yeah, that'll be a play okay. for West Ham. Personally, I'm in the camp of over two point five goals. Over two point five is eight to eleven. Uh three of Southampton's four games across all competitions have been over two point five, and all three of West Ham's games this season have been over two point five. They've actually been over three point five, but we'll keep it safer with the over mm. two point five. Um what else we got? So the final three o'clock, we've got a lot of three o'clock on on Saturday this weekend. Love it. Makes a change, doesn't it? A nice change. Yeah. Watford against Wolves then is the final one. Twelve to five for Watford, eleven to five for the draw, five to four for Wolves. I have not got a clue. Watch him brief.
1: Watch him brief. Joe you know White, I think there's value in Watford. Twelve to five. I've been really impressed with him so far this season. Um, under Cisco Munoz. Uh, his first experience obviously at Premier League level. Uh, they've done all right, haven't they, so far? I think if the the season finished now and they're in 12th, they snap your hand off. Wolves feel very transitional to me. Uh, 18th, I've spoken on the pod before about missed opportunities. Obviously, a couple of them go in and the table looks different. But at the moment, um, it doesn't look like Jimenez is ready. It doesn't look like Adama's got his uh, shooting boots on and, you know, uh, Podence, et cetera, obviously completely out the picture at the moment. And Watford, you know, they've won their two home games that they've played so far. Uh, no disgrace in their defeat away at Tottenham. Probably worthy of a point, to be honest with you. And in terms of home form under Munoz, it's uh, no loss in 12. So obviously, yeah, that does cover some championship. I like the look of Watford at 12 to 5. I think that's a really good kind of outsider for uh, the Premier League,
0: okay, right. Finally, then on Saturday we've got Chelsea at home to Villa. Chelsea, as you'd expect, one to four favourites. The draw seventeen to four, and Villa a ten to one. Now Chelsea showed um, the kind of battling qualities that they'll need if they're going to challenge for the title this season. When they drew one all uh, in the game prior to the international break away at Liverpool, playing for over half, playing for over half the match with with ten men. Um, Great draw away, at Anfield, there for them. They'll win. I'm pretty confident they'll win. But I'm struggling to find much of value.
1: I've I found the nugget of value, to be honest with you. Five to four, um, both teams to score for me. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you, Tom. I think Chelsea will win this game. But Villa have scored in every single league game so far, uh, at least one every time. And obviously they got a 6-0 win uh, in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Danny Ings looks like he's settled in really well. They don't seem to be missing Jack Grealish at the moment, although, of course, they, they would snap every arm off in the whole tent to have him back, I think. But uh, yeah, Buendia involved in the Argentinian setup. There's enough there to trouble the Chelsea uh, defence. And obviously... You know, going forward, Chelsea have got way too much for Villa's defense. So, I think everything I've just said adds up to a nice little both teams to score tip. To be honest with you, Tom.
0: Yeah, well, Chelsea very defensively sound, usually, aren't they? So, uh, going both teams to score, it's Chelsea. Worries me.
1: I'm not inviting anyone to to completely lump on this, but I think five to four. You know, if you're asking me to find value in this game, that, that's where I'm going. Um, You know, I can see Danny Ings for me, Tom, you know, we, I mean, obviously Vardy seems to have dropped off a little bit, but in terms of uh, creme de la creme of of Premier League strikers over the last couple of years, Danny Ings is is right up there. And we used to talk about Vardy being good enough for any of the top clubs. So I think we should be giving the same respect to Danny Ings. And if he's on the pitch and he's got an opportunity, I'll back him over a lot of Premier League strikers.
0: Mm. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's it for Saturday. Then one game on Sunday. It comes at four thirty. It's Leeds against Liverpool. Leeds are seven to two. The draw is ten to three, and Liverpool are thirteen to twenty. Anything you like in this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. By the way, for this game, I think it will be an absolute cracker. Do you? Should be.
0: Yeah. Should be. should
1: be. Exactly. Should be. Um. So you know, I had a look at that avenue. The bookies do agree, Tom. Over two point five is something I wanted to tip. It's four to seven, and both teams to score is something I wanted to tip. It was also four to seven. So I, I would like a little bit more, more value there, but I totally understand the pricing. Uh, you know, if I had to go for something, yeah, that that's where I'm going because I can see Leeds getting a win, and you know, I can definitely see Liverpool winning and, and possibly a draw as well. Things are a little tighter than people think.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, right, finally then, Monday, Everton against Burnley. Everton are 8-11, the draw is 13-5 and Burnley are 4-1. Uh, I've been pretty impressed with Everton under Rafa uh, so far this season. Unbeaten starts of the season in the league, two wins, one draw. The wins come in 3-1 against Southampton and uh, more impressively, a 2-0 away at Brighton as well as a 2 all with Leeds away thrown in there as well. Um, I think, considering their start to the season, they should have too much for this Burnley side.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm all in on the Toffees. I will say I'm not quite ready to you know, start really, really, really backing them. I, I still need to see a lot more. I know the manager's changed and the start's been good, but it's pretty much the same crop of players that let us down time and time again last season. Yeah. Um, so, I need a little longer until i'm gonna back him in big games, but yeah, Burnley at home I'm happy to do so at the price uh, of eight to eleven
0: Cool, right, well, that wraps up the Premier League let's dive straight into the championship, and I've gotta tell you, I found the championship fairly tough uh this weekend there's not an awful lot which leaps out off the page at me, and there's especially not an awful lot which leaps off. Le- leaps out of the page at a good price. Um, mm. I'll, I'll kick us off with probably the obvious, or one of the two obvious, uh, Fulham away at Blackpool. 8-15 to 15 is the price for Fulham. You'd like to think, you know, considering that along, I'd say, with West Brom, Fulham are by far and away the best team in this league. Uh, Blackpool down in 22nd, no wins from their five games so far. Fulham four wins and one draw from their five scoring 13 goals, which is a league high. Um, I feel like Fulham, one of the most reliable teams to bet on in probably English football at the moment. Uh, yeah, got no, re- got no reason to think they won't win this game. Um, they've been good for us and come through for us every single time we've picked them previously on the pod this season. So I'm just going to go with it again.
1: Yeah, totally, mate. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't take a genius to tip that, does it? But you you know, you still have to do it because they're that good. You know, it, it reminds me of, of times last season Tom, when we stopped waxing lyrical about all these good teams because it just became obvious, right? Like yeah. Brentford and Norwich, etc. So, yeah, it's boring, but Fulham,
0: you got to tip them. I, I can say what's absolutely criminal. What's that? The Fulham price compared to the Arsenal price. So Fulham 8-15 to win, Arsenal 1-2 to to win. Jesus Christ, why would you put any money on Arsenal when you can back Fulham at the same price pretty much?
1: Yeah, totally agree, mate. Totally agree. I, uh, I will never, ever understand why the size of a club or the history of a club affects the pricing. I'll never, ever understand it. Arsenal are beyond bad at the moment and fulham are top of the league and yeah whatever anyway i'm happy to pick up on where the bookies are slipping up uh tom i think i've got a friday night tip for anyone that's interested um i do fancy birmingham to get a win over derby so if you are uh obviously if you i'm gonna look some friday night action if you look at the league table You'll see Birmingham in 8th, Derby in 15th. You might think it's straightforward. I don't think it will be. Uh, you know, Birmingham's last home win over Derby was in 2013. And these are two teams that have been in the same league for a heck of a long time. Uh, they've had a fixture at St. Andrews every year since 2013. And yet history is not on my side here, Tom. But I think this Birmingham team could surprise a few and finish in the top half. Um, Recently, obviously, they have lost to Fulham. We just mentioned how good they are in the Carabao Cup. They got a draw away at Barnsley. Barnsley may not be what they were last year, but still playoff semi-finalists last year. And then you got Derby, on the other hand, coming off a 1-0 against Forrest. Previously, you know, uh, a 0-0 against Middlesbrough, a 1-0 win against Hull. There's been signs, and I think we got to give them credit, Tom, uh, they've been way better than we thought they would, would be, but I still expect the tide to turn. I still expect them to finish bottom and games like this away at Birmingham is where a lot of teams are going to struggle, especially for me, the worst team in the league. 17 yeah. to 20, I'm going for the Blue Noses.
0: Cool. Yeah, I could absolutely see that one. Um Back to Captain Obvious. For me, just going to put it out there quickly. 4-7, to seven, West Brom at home to Millwall on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Um, I think... I want to say that uh, Millwall are going to go into the lion's den here. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a Millwall side who are currently sat 17th in the league. One win from their five games so far. They've failed to keep a clean sheet in any of their seven games across all competitions and If you've got a leaky defence like that, one of the last places you want to be going in the championship is a way to the Hawthorns to play West Brom, who have scored uh, in every single game they've played so far in the league this season. At home, they've beat Sheffield United 4-0 and Luton 3-2 in their two home games. So they're scoring plenty of goals at home. And I just expect that to continue. And that is reflected in the price, but I think it should be a fairly routine win for, for this really good West Brom side
1: yeah west brom are very much in that fulham class aren't they yeah. yeah um where they feel at the moment from a betting perspective just to be ultimate reliability
0: basically exactly yeah um it's very much a top two at the moment isn't it yes
1: 100 uh, percent away side um 13 to 10 in qpr is something i like the look of um Predicted Reading to have a little bit of a sticky season this year. thought they might be in trouble. The 4-0 loss away at Huddersfield was basically just complete alarm bells for me. I expect Huddersfield to go down. So for them to, to be Reading so comfortably, 4-0, is a big, big worry for me. Previous championship game, a 3-2 loss at home to Bristol City. Another team, Tom, we expect them to... Uh, another team we expect sorry to struggle in the Robins. Uh, Reading did beat Preston, but Preston were all at sea. Uh, it's it's not been good for Reading so far. And QPR, I mean, you just look at their uh, look at their recent record. Obviously, they have started off the season unbeaten in third. I mean, I wouldn't say surprise package, Tom, because ourselves and we're not in the media. So when I say wider media, I don't include ourselves, but you know fellow podcasters and writers and etc. Fancy QPR to have a, a good tilt at it. So it's been a strong start, but not a surprising one. But thirteen to ten, mate. You know I'm putting two and two together here, and I'm seeing a a comfortable win for QPR. To be honest with you. Mm.
0: Yeah, certainly could see it. Um They've scored at least two goals in each of their five previous games that covers four championship games and one Carabao Cup game so if you didn't want to go for them on the nose you could get over 1.5 QPR goals at 11 to 10 so slightly less on the price but you know if you're backing them to score goals and you think they might concede a couple as well then that might be another route for you to go down. Mm -hmm. In terms of the champ though mate there's not an awful lot more that I like the look of I flirted with Sheffield United. I hated the price. Eight to thirteen for Sheffield United to get their first win of the season at home to Peterborough. Uh that's mainly because of their deadline day signings. You know, they brought in Robin Olsen, Morgan Gibbs White, Conor Horahan, that's three quality operators they brought in on loan who can really transform the fortunes of their side. But um I'm a bit wary still about Sheffield United because I feel like we've burned, been burned numerous times already this season by them.
1: You gotta, you gotta keep the faith, mate. I think they're gonna, uh, they're gonna come good. So I, I would have been happy if you read them out. I just have one more. Um, I'm tipping Stoke. So Stoke in fifth against Huddersfield in fourth. Huddersfield probably been the biggest surprise for me. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago when they lost at Holmes Fulham and that viral goal went round of as uh, where it was, honestly, it was just laughable uh, how bad the defending was. They, they've really bounced back and they go into this game in a playoff spot, which is absolutely insane. I still think they'll get relegated. Um, if you're a Terriers fan, feel free to get at me, <laughs> T underscore FB podcast on Twitter, but... No, I really like the Stoke team, mate, 4-6. They're coming off the back of a 3-0 loss away at Fulham. But honestly, mate, I'm putting Fulham in that kind of bracket where if you lose away to them or, you know, if you lose at home to them, whatever, I'm almost putting a mark through it. Unless it's complete battering and this was on the brink of that, then I'm happy to put a line through it. But before that, very impressive results for Stoke. Michael O'Neill surprising me. Uh didn't know Stoke would be as good as they have been so far and I'm happy to take a punt on them at four to six and basically my my reasoning is I think over the course of the next six games or especially a season, Stoke will finish above Huddersfield Town.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, should do. Absolutely should do. Again, that's when I. Just wanna... I'm looking at the prices for Stoke for Sheffield United. They're very, very similar to the West Brom price. So you're eight to thirteen, you're four to six up against the four to seven of West Brom, and the price for West Brom is 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 so good considering that what Stoke are and what Sheffield United are, and you know you know exactly what you're going to get with West Brom.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, to- totally get it, mate. Um, I, I'm jumping ahead here, but I'm guessing you don't have any more Champ ones.
0: No, no more for me. I'm happy to move on to League One.
1: Well, I know you are, but I just want to flag up that I think mm. Cardiff are a good bet on Sunday. Is
0: um, this Chris Hughton's final game? Yeah, yeah, I it think it, it will. Be. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I, I think it will be. Um, that draw away at Derby did wonders for keeping that run going of of Forest unbeaten against Derby, and it's really important for the fans. I mean, let's face it, that's you know, the biggest game of our season, in that Derby home and Derby away, because we're not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I, Forrest go into this bottom of the league. Cardiff in ninth. Yes, Cardiff have lost their last two games uh, worryingly against Bristol City. But then, you know, the other one was uh, in the cup to Brighton, fully expecting to get back uh, to winning ways here. Keeper Moore got an absolutely phenomenal record against Forrest, especially at the city Grand Seven to five if you're looking for Sunday action. I think the Bluebirds win this and Chris Hutton gets the sack. Forrest bring in a new manager. He doesn't like the players that they're there. Ten leave in January, ten come in, the cycle starts again and Forrest will forever be in this
0: Oh, you're such a cynic, aren't
1: you? <laughs> it's true. Do you
0: do you wanna tell me it's not true? No, you're you're unfortunately, disappointingly spot on.
1: Yeah,
0: but hey ho. Hopefully, it will change at some point. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, League One. Then, uh, I've got a few both teams to score tips, which I really like in League One more than outright result tips. Okay. So first off, and again, something that. We've successfully tipped on the podcast every single week so far this season. And I'm going to keep going and tipping it until it doesn't come in any longer. Um, it's Ipswich against Bolton and it's both <laughs> teams to score. So Ipswich seems to be what the new Rochdale. Remember last season when yeah, yeah, yeah. Came, we were predicting over 2.5 and over 3.5. So Ipswich have had all five games so far this season. Um, both teams to score 7 to 10 for uh, that to happen again this season. And, yeah, Ipswich played five, not won a game yet, scored eight, conceded ten. That kind of tells you we know they've got the firepower. It's just still not clicking as a as a unit, as a team yet. they brought in so many new players. And, yeah, they're conceding goals as a result of it. Um, I bet that to continue against the Bolton side who are more than capable of getting on the score sheet.
1: Yeah, nine, I think it was 19 in and 20-something out. It's- it's just, just potty, is not it? Absolutely mad. <laughs> it is mad. It's like a, it's like a kid on FIFA. I feel like, but uh, I also, <laughs> I also will stick up for him. I, I think they needed it. Uh, Wigan, Tom. I think Wigan are probably the League One kind of on the nose tip of the weekend. Uh, they're eleven to twenty at home to Doncaster. Donny really lost her way. Uh, at the moment, 23rd they are, and they lost a lot of key loanees and a lot of key players, and obviously their manager um in the second half of last season. And they look like they are in a battle to finish mid-table, or dare I say, even a relegation battle. I mean, Wigan, again, another team busy in the transfer market, Tom. The fact that they lost their last game in the Football League Trophy does not mean one thing to me. I couldn't give one monkey. Uh, I'm looking previously at a 1-0 win at the DW in League One over rivals Portsmouth. I mean, Donny Abbott won their last six and they've lost three matches in a row. Wigan haven't lost the Doncaster in the last four encounters. I think everything points towards a Wigan win and that's why they are odds on. And they are 11-20. to
0: yeah, yeah, completely agree. I think that's probably, as you say, the the one on the nose banker, the big standout for League One this weekend. Um, another one of my both teams to score picks, though, is the game between Oxford and Wickham. So Oxford have played nine games in total across all competitions this season. Seven of those have been both teams to score. Uh, Wickham have played seven games across all competitions this season five of which have been both teams to score Um, I think considering the two sides are more than capable of hitting the back of the net you can tell that by the fact they're in seventh and eighth in the league but they also have this little problem where they are conceding as well they're not conceding truckloads you know we're talking one on the odd occasion two per game here but you know they're I can see uh, potentially a score draw in this game, but both teams to score at seven to ten, absolutely.
1: You're predicting uh, predicting quite a lot of entertainment in League One this weekend. Yeah, teams.
0: I think so. I think there's
1: going to be. You've got to get down to your local stadium, aren't you?
0: You have, or get your eye follow pass if you can't. <laughs> yeah, get your eye followed pass if you can't. Absolutely. One more thing for me before we move out of League One and into League Two some really strong stats to back this one up the price isn't amazing but these are the kind of stats that i love and i can't ignore them um so the shrewsbury against crew game so crew to score at any point um is one to two so we're looking at crew to score uh shrewsbury not to keep a clean sheet whatever market however the market's worded it's all the same thing shrewsbury have not kept a clean sheet for 11 consecutive games um and head to heads between the two sides Shrewsbury haven't kept a clean sheet against Crew for 10 consecutive games so there's a lot of Shrewsbury conceding goals and in the head to head conceding goals against Crew uh, floating around so that yeah that one to two for Shrewsbury to concede again looks like a good value pick to me
1: yep I'm all good with that mate uh, as I just said to you, um, kind of off there, I am done with League One and happy to move into the glory of the fourth tier.
0: <laughs> Anything that you like to look up to kick us off?
1: Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, more in on Barrow, to be honest with you. It's, it's a Friday night game, so uh, might work well with the Birmingham game. I tweeted, uh, sorry, with the Birmingham game I tipped up earlier. If you want a Friday night double. Uh, But, yeah, Barrow, 23-20, home to Colchester. First of all, don't know when Colchester will be travelling, but that's quite a long way. (laughs) So uh, that might come into things. Uh, But more realistically, uh, I mean, if you have a look at the league table, you've got 9th against 18th. Obviously, it's early days, so that's only two points uh, difference between the two clubs. But I think on the pitch, uh, Barrow are far and away in a better spot. So you've got Mark Cooper, obviously really experienced and largely successful lead-to manager against Aidan Mullins. I think uh, Barrow, you know, they haven't been amazing in their last six games or so, just the one win. uh, And that was against Oldham. Normally, I would completely discredit that. uh, But then i have a look at how Colchester have been performing. And I think they've been really lucky to even be where they are right now. I'm a massive, massive anti Colchester person, to be honest with you. I, I think they're doing everything wrong off and on the pitch. Uh, and I'm fully expecting Barrow to get a nice win 23 to 20.
0: Yep, I could see that, absolutely. Uh, moving into the Saturday games for me, I've got a nice little price at one to two. Again, not the biggest price, but carlisle to win or draw so carlisle on the double chance away at crawley town carlisle just seemed to love playing against crawley uh, unbeaten in the last 15 consecutive appearances uh, against them that's a run that goes way back beyond you know the last decade so yeah always a nice place to go for for Crawley are a team who have won just one of their seven games across all competitions this season. They've also conceded six twice in the last four games, which is a big concern for them defensively. So, you know, we're not asking Carlisle in this bet to go out and win the game. They're 17 to 10 to do so. There's every chance they can do so. Um, They've only lost one of their six games in the league this season. So they started pretty well. But yeah, I think... For them to get at least a draw against a team who they typically do very well against should be something we can see come in again uh, this weekend.
1: Yep, I'm all on board, mate. Uh, hoping you're on board with my next tip, which is Leighton Orient, uh, three to four at home to Oldham Athletic. I mean, poor Oldham fans. It's, it's hard to think of a team whose fans are, are more toxic towards uh, kind of club owners at the moment. I've had a look at, at Old uh sorry, at Leighton Orient's recent form. The last kind of five games or so they've played Exeter, Carlisle, Harrogate, Bradford and Newport. Uh, they've managed two wins, two draws and a loss. So I'm pretty happy with that haul to be honest with you. Oldham a little bit more kind of all over the place in terms of results, you know, an away win. At Sutton kind of masks over the fact that they've lost to Colchester and Barrow and even Bristol Rovers. And that was back on 17th of August when Bristol Rovers were, were in an absolute mess, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I'm all in on Leighton Orient. I think it should be relatively comfortable uh, and I'm happy to have a look at them. They are priced at three to four.
0: Yeah, I had that one myself, uh, which leaves me with just one more from my league to collection of tips for this weekend that's hartleypool at home to bristol rovers um i know it's early days in the season you know teams have only played five or six games in league two but in hartleypool we've got a really strong home team they have won three games out of three at home and in bristol rovers they haven't won in any of their three away games so far um losing two and drawing one, and that, that one draw was away at Barry side, who had 10 men as well. So, big opportunity for Bristol to win, which they didn't take. Um, I just think the fact that Hartlepool are playing so well at home. Bristol Rovers have got all of their wins they've had this season at home as well. They're very much a home side, not performing well on the road. I'm going to back the home side in form here, 10-11. to 11.
1: Yeah. Took it right off the list, mate. So, That's always a good sign, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, fully behind that. So uh, to be honest with you, Profit Chasers, that is going to wrap up the individual tips. Uh, We are not going to recap our last treble because it was quite a while away. We did do a Twitter tip on the weekend. It didn't hit. So we're just going to dive straight into this week's. Uh, So obviously all of our podcasts, not only this section, is for over over 18s only if you are under 18 please do not listen to this pod and we do also really want to encourage responsible gambling gambleaware.org is the best place to go for all of that if you're comfortable betting what you can afford to lose you're over 18 you feel like you're in this for the fun then welcome aboard this is the part of the show where we're going to read out All of our tips into two trebles, one that Tom will pick, one that I will pick. We will back our own bets with £10 stakes. and We encourage you, as I said, to bet where you can afford to lose. The idea is that we all bash the bookies together and uh, rejoice on social media at the full-time whistle. So, Tom, that's a lot of my voice. I want to hear your voice. What are you backing this weekend?
0: Right, okay, so this treble is, we're going to give it a name. We're going to give it the podcast twenty twenty one twenty two favourites treble. Yeah. So a few of the favourites that we've picked over the last few weeks like repeatedly across the shows. Uh, we're just going to lob them all in our treble and hope they come through for us once again. So in the champ, we've got West Brom to beat Millwall. Four to seven is the price for West Brom. Also in the champ, Fulham to win away at Blackpool. 8-15 for Fulham. And finally in League One, both teams to score Ipswich against Bolton. 7-10 is the price there. And a £10 example stake on that returns £43 and one penny back.
1: Oh, don't forget that penny.
0: Don't forget your penny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it, mate. Looking good. Uh, good luck to everyone that backs that. Uh, for myself, I'm going, to go, I'm going to start off in the Premier League. I'm going to go for a both teams to score as well. At 21-20 for Brentford-Brighton, both teams to score. I'm going to drop to League One and go for Wigan at home to Doncaster, 11-20. to 20. And then I am going to take Leighton-Orient. They are 3-4 to four at home to Oldham Athletic. £10 on, Tom, is going to return you 58-38. That's
0: nice. I like it. Very yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty happy with that. So uh, looking forward to receiving all of those, hopefully, winning bet slips. Uh, Tom, let's move on to fancy football. Uh, obviously, we didn't cover it on the show last week and there's been some decent movement, some new people in the league. So I think we, we need to uh, pick up this segment.
0: Uh, yeah, um, it's not good. It's not good. I have really dropped like an absolute stone. I'm in 201st. Good, I'm absolutely loving that. That's That could not make me any
1: happier, I don't think. <laughs> to be honest with you, because you always give it the the biggest of the biggest biggums that you could possibly imagine. I know I'm crap and I know I'm rubbish and I know I'm 238 for a reason. <laughs> but you, Tom, you proclaim to be some kind of,
0: you're supposed to be good at this. I am good at this, and that won't last.
1: Okay. Well, tune in, uh, Profit Chasers, this time next week <laughs> to see what, to see how Tom's done. Um, we'll read out the top 10 reverse order. Jordan Turner, Richard Tyler Evans, Chris Hindle, Philip Duna, Fraser Gibson, Neil Hughes, Patrick Yalastar, Yalisata, Yalastar, I think, David Arias, Paul Keppel, Danny Davey, and Vincent Rayner. I think Vincent Rayner's been top for the last couple of match weeks. No, Tom?
0: Yeah, I think he has. I think we should just copy his team, then we'll both do a lot better. Love it. Love it. Great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, Patrick. Um He got 64 points. The highest I can see is actually Paul Keppel, Tom, We climbed to third. He got 88 points. He had uh, Mikhail Antonio, Salah, Greenwood, Regulon who got nine, Wanda Saka, had a really good team, basically.
0: Well, just just something to show you kind of how quickly, I think, things can change in this early stage of the season. The entire top 10 had Antonio as their captain. Um, so it's like, you know, if you have one player, stick him as your captain and he does well for a week or two, you can shoot right back up again because we're so early on. So yeah. there's hope for us yet.
1: Well, there you go, everyone. I don't everyone.
0: have Antonio or any West Ham players. That's might been my problem.
1: Oh, right.
0: Well, there you go, mate.
1: Well, yeah, yeah there you go, Prophet Chasers. Tom has told you to, to keep believing. So hopefully that's all the motivation that you could ever need. If you <laughs> want to join, you can still join the, the fancy football league. Tom sometimes puts the uh, league code in the pod <laughs> description. But if he hasn't done so, you can get it by asking for it on Twitter. Twitter's our number one social platform. And it's the only one that we are active on at the moment. T underscore FB podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yep. Yeah. And that is that, I think, for this week, isn't it? So yeah, as Tom mentions, please get in touch on social media, us know what bets you've got on whether it's our troubles your own troubles if you get some winners you know come the end of saturday please do share and we love to see them and yeah most of all thanks for listening and we'll see you again same time next week
1: yes we will thank you very much guys take care